praise God. How many people like having a conversation with people about Jesus? Right, well, look, sometimes it helps that when you get into a little conversation. For example, on, as I was coming out today, the guy from over the road uh, was uh, standing outside our front door. So I said, I asked him if he wanted to come to church with me. And, uh, you know, so he was open to the possibility, put it that way. But if I could have left him with something, it would have been, and particularly with a little bit of, uh, if you can cross out my phone number and put yours in, that would help. Um, so we've got a bunch there, and there'll be more to come, but the more we'll be giving to Mike. And if you need tracts, just keep a couple in your handbag and uh, just give them out in the course of a conversation, okay? And, uh, okay, so that, let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for your love and your goodness. I pray for your favor on, on us today. Thank you for Dennis again. Thank you for each one of us that we are a gift to each other. But the greatest gift we have is you. I pray that as I speak, I will do it clearly, concisely, and in line with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will touch our hearts, including mine. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, um, Jesus wants us to know eternal life. He wants us to know that if we died, we wouldn't go to hell. But we would go to heaven. And Jesus wants us to know that we, our sins are washed away, that the guilt of our past is gone. And we don't have to live in regret or fear or um, stereotypes of what we were because God can make us new. And when he died on the cross, he took away our punishment. He went to hell instead of you. He bore your sin and, and your guilt and your shame and all the things that you did wrong, he, he took on him. And, and as we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus raised him from the dead, we are saved. But you know, you can know all that, but actually live a very unfulfilled life. And I just want to speak to you today about knowing what God wants you to do. And I gave a copy of my notes to Dennis. Keep those notes. They will help you. Okay? Knowing what God wants you to do. You know, God intends you to not only know eternal life, but life in all its fullness and abundance. He wants you to succeed and not fail. He wants you to be enriched and not impoverished. He wants you to live in joy and not in sorrow. He wants you to live in hope and not despair. He wants you to know the power of God rather than the weakness of your failings. And I want to talk to you. One of the critical, also, the, the devil's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for Christians. He's got a plan for the human race. And that is to block them from hearing the gospel. To block them from the life of God. 
to block them from forgiveness of sins, to block them from the hope of eternal life. And many of you crossed over. Um, but they, he also has a plan for Christians. And that's blocking you from the fullness of life that God has got for you, that God has planned for you. And so this verse, which I'm going to read, is critical for you going forward with God. And if you take hold of it, you'll see amazing things happen in your life. And it's Colossians 1, verses 9 to 12. We do not cease to pray for you and ask that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, and strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, and giving thanks to the Father. So in that verse, you see that he's praying. They've all come to Christ. They've all received Jesus. They've all been filled with hope, it says. They've all been filled with the faith of Jesus. They've all received the hope of eternal life. That's before we get to that. And so he starts to pray for them. And if you know God, this is what Jesus is praying for you. You know, Jesus hasn't stopped, hasn't stopped his ministry. His job now is praying for you. And Paul's job, having them having become Christians, he started to pray for them. And his number one prayer was that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. Because he knows that if you know what God wants you to do, you will start living, a, becoming a better Christian. You walk worthy of God. Your lifestyle will honor God. You raise your game. And then it says this. You, he wants, he's praying for you to know what you should be doing because that's the way you please God. And at the end of the day, when you get to the end of your life, it's nice to know, you know what, Lord God, I hope I pleased you. I might not have done everything right and I could have done things better, but I hope that my life pleased you. Amen. And also, it says that you'll be fruitful. When you know what God's telling you to do, and doing what God wants you to do, and knowing his will for you, you will be fruitful. That word is also successful. You're not going to be successful no matter how hard you try doing what you're not 
wired up to do. What God's called you to do. Where God's called you to be. What God's called you to say. What God has called you to invest your money and your time and energy in. But if you know what is the will of God concerning you, you will be fruitful. Amen. I had a friend who who, um, had a tremendous ministry with kids. But he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be a preacher. He was okay. But I tell you, I did a mission with him with kids, and revival came. Find out what you're called to do. What God, what is the will of God called, and that is the area you will score every time. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, you'll never be successful being someone else. But God's created you for his glory with a set of gifts nobody else has. I'm great at being Dave Latham, but I'm not very good at being James. And he's not very good at being like me either. And he doesn't really want to be like me, do you? And I don't blame you. If you know what God wants you to do, you will increase in the knowledge of God. If you do what you should be doing and be who you should be and what you're called to be, it will expand. It will not diminish. You will grow. You will develop. But if you try and be and do something or position yourself in the wrong way, what you have will diminish. But you will be increased if you know what God has called you to do, what God has called you to be, and who you, how he has made you. Amen. And it says, if you know what the will of the Lord is, you'll be strengthened with all might. Amen. I used to love Popeye when I was a kid. You don't know him now. He's a sailor. And uh, he used to get beaten up by this bully called Pluto, was it? Pluto, yeah. I doubt you're... And he'd, he'd come in and he'd smash him apart and, 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 and uh, he'd take him apart. He'd steal his girlfriend. He'd do all sorts of things. And then just as he was on the floor, out of his chest would pop a can of spinach. And he had a pipe and he'd suck the spinach through the tin. And all of a sudden, Tanks would roll across his chest. And he'd throw this bully all over the place. If you know what God has called you to be, who you are in him, and uh, when the enemy attacks you, 
you'll draw in the power, the strengthened with all might with his power. Amen? You will take him down, being who God has called you to be. James tries to be like me, he won't take him down. If I try and be like James, I won't take him down. Amen? Turn to someone and say, you're going to take the devil down. Amen. And also it says this, giving thanks to the Father. You'll have a thankful heart. So by knowing God's will and what God wants you to do, all these wonderful things happen. But this passage starts by saying that he was delighted to know that you were following God. Now, many of you might go be going through a lot of serious stuff, and you think, well, how do I get onto this ladder or position where God starts to move on my life? Well, the ABC of releasing the blessing of God on your life is this, to call on the name of the Lord. Now, this is for people who don't know God. If you're an atheist, and I've had atheists come to me, this is what I tell them to do. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to call on God if you're an atheist. Call on him and ask him to reveal himself to you. Amen? And don't be surprised if right between your nose an angel turns up. Amen? But if you're just an ordinary guy, you don't know, or you're not sure, you can say God or reveal, but it might be that you're going through stuff and all hell, and it might be a product of your own choices and will and decisions, but you, and, and you're in your sorrow and you're in your turmoil. I think it's Psalm 117, I think it is, where it says, and they were all, they got themselves in a mess. And they found themselves in this situation and that situation. And they made all the wrong decisions and they were, they were about to sink into the abyss. And it says, and they called on the name of the Lord and they were saved. If you don't know Jesus, call on his name. Say, God, save me. But salvation isn't just being saved from sin and hell. Salvation is an ongoing daily thing. When you face a tax bill, when you face unemployment, when you face bereavement, when you face sorrow, when you face tragedy, when you face walls and giants and valleys and sorrow and turmoil, Call on the name of the Lord. Oh God, I'm calling on you because I can't do this. This is the ABC of blessing on your life to realize it's, you need him. Call on his name with, if you're a Christian. And, and, and I know me and Sue regularly call on his name. Call on him. 
call on him for our kids when we're raising them. Call on him for money. Call on him for blessing on the church. Call on him for wisdom. Call on him. Call on him. Call on him. Do you know how to call on him? Well, I'll tell you when you really call is when you're really desperate. If we were walking down the Mersey, you know, um, by Otterspool with Will, and the tide was in, and I was looking over the fence, and then Williams pushed me off into the River Mersey with a supercurrent. I'm not going to be saying, Will, can you just see if you can find a lifebelt? I'm going to be saying, help! Because if he doesn't help me, I'm dead. And that's where prayer and intercession come in. He doesn't hear your theology. He hears your heart cry. Because you're all over the place. B. A, B, C of God's blessing on your life. Casting all your care on him. Because he cares for you. Oh God. I just hand this over to you. Have you ever carried a bag that's too heavy for you? Have you ever bought too much shopping and you had no car? And then you meet a friend who says, I'll carry that for you. Say, God, hand over the shopping bag to God. God, this is too heavy for me. I'm handing it over to you. A, B, C of blessing. Letting him take control of your life. Have you ever been in a car where two people are trying to drive it? You know, if we offered you a lift home and I said, well, Sue's going to be on one side of the wheel and I'm going to be on the other. Would you like me to give you a lift home? No, you've got to let him have the wheel. And you know what it's like when you give someone the wheel. You've lost control. You're in their hands. Now, I'm not a very good driver. And sometimes we're about to have a crash. But before we have the crash, or we don't have the crash, because usually Sue's sitting next to me, and she goes, oh, 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 oh. There's so many stories I'd love to tell you, but I need to finish this. But say, Lord, take the wheel. I'm going to take my hands off my life. These are the stepping stones to letting, knowing, being filled with the knowledge of his will. Amen. This is too long. I'm going to ask 
Arnica and Sue. Because God wants you to have a happy life. He wants you, to, he's not going to allow you to avoid trial, tragedy, sorrow. Because they bring, build compassion. They build character. They build resilience. They build perse perseverance. They build all sorts of things. But he does want you to be happy. It's like my kids. I want them, I, I'm not, uh, they'll have, well, my kids, my grandchildren now, they, they face a world where they're going to be, they're not going to be void of all these trials. But what James and Kathy will want for them, they'd like to think, I want them to have a happy life. This song is how you can be happy in Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to hand over to these guys and, and then I'll just say a few more words and then we're going to do something where there's going to be a transaction where you're going to take your hand off the wheel and some of you are going to call on the name of the Lord and you're going to be saved. And I'm not just talking about saved from sin and hell. But God wants to save you because you, there's things looming in your life and you don't know what to do. So I'm handing over to them. I'm going to stand here. I'm putting this down because I want them to see.
Let's stand and sing this together, and we'll sing the last verse together. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Let's sing the last verse as a prayer to God. Never can prove the delights of his love. He sends, we will go. The fear only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Obey, for there's no other way. Let's just pray, shall we? Some of you just need to call on the name of the Lord. Just reach out to him now and say, God, I'm calling on you. I can't do this. I'm struggling right now. My heart is breaking. I'm swamped by fear. I don't know how to get out of this, but I'm calling on your name to save me, to reach out and grab me and pull me up. Some of you, if you don't know Jesus, it's, you need to say, God, I believe on you. I believe you rose from the dead and by my confession, I receive eternal life. But many of us know Jesus. Some of us need to say, God, this, this bag's too heavy for me. I'm handing it over to you now. I'm handing that fear over to you now. I'm handing those regrets over to you. I'm handing my past. I'm handing it over to you, Lord. I, I'm, I, I ask you to carry it for me. Carry this for me, Lord. Carry this for me. Carry it. You're going to see a miracle. Carry it, Lord. I'm passing it over to you. It's your problem now. And some of you say, God, forgive me because I can't let go of the wheel. I can't submit my life so it's out of the control of my jurisdiction and will. But Lord, it's not working. I'm having one crash after another. So Lord, will you take the wheel and direct my life? Lord, let me be filled with the knowledge of your will. Shall we pray this together? Lord, let me be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that I might walk worthy, pleasing you, 
successful in every word, increasing in knowing you, strengthened with your power. I give you thanks, Lord Jesus. Receive my thanks, Lord Jesus. I'm going to pray for you now. Father, just thank you. When we started out, we were weak and we were blind and stupid. But Lord, you touched our lives. You took us and made us who we are. Father, we ask you now to take hold of our hands and take us forward in your will for your pleasure. In Jesus' name, amen.